This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I did everything I was supposed to do. I graduated college, yeah. I got the job, I'm working the job. Why am I exhausted? Why do I hate my life? Why do I feel like something's missing, but I don't know what it is? Once you have that awareness of this is who I am, and this is why I've been called to these certain things, it becomes easier to extend grace and compassion and understanding of how other people are different than you. At the core of human design, it's really teaching us that every single person has a unique life purpose. You have something that you are here to share that only you can share. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Sydney Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for pressing play. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. I love bringing inspirational guests or having people on the podcast that can provide tools for us all to become better versions of ourselves. I'm super passionate about doing that in my own life, and I love to share options and offerings for all of you out there for you to do that with your own lives in any way possible. So this duo we have on today, I'm super excited about. I have been obsessed with human design for quite some time now. If you are the type of person who was into finding things out about yourself like Enneagram types or taking those personality tests or astrology or anything that revolves around getting to know yourself and how you operate best in the world, this episode is for you. We did an earlier episode, I think maybe last summer, it was with Bibiana Julian who was from Bachelor and with another human design expert, Erin Claire Jones. So if you haven't heard of human design, you're new to it, I highly recommend going back to that episode. I'll link it below so you can reference it. So you get a deep dive on all things human design, what your type is. Before you listen to the episode, make sure you look up your type. So you can go to the link below, click on the My Body Graph link, and you'll type in your birthday, where you were born, and the time of day that you were born to find out your information. Basically, you just want to know what type you are, what your strategy is, and your authority. So once you find those three things out, you're going to be able to deep dive into this episode and you will be able to get so much out of it. We have Dana and Shayna on the podcast. I just love the fact that their names rhyme. It's so adorable. They are human design experts. They're going to give us a guide to how to utilize human design in their own lives. We talk through how they found human design for themselves and how that took them from leading successful corporate jobs to them starting their own business and creating a life and a business that felt the most aligned for them and finally felt like they had found their calling in life. So this one has so much inspiration in it and so many tools to help you find ease in your life. I think what human design does is helps us to really understand ourselves and how we operate best and how we're all so unique and how we can use our own uniqueness and our skills and our gifts and show up our best in our life. Every time I introduce human design to someone else, say a friend, family, they always look up their chart and read it and they're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I've, I've never felt so seen in my life. I think that's such a refreshing feeling to know an explanation for 
why you don't work the same as your friend or your family member or your partner, why we're all different. I like that human design gives everyone the permission to be their unique selves. So what we'll do is we'll go through the ideal day for each design, how you can apply human design to your life and how you can just streamline how you operate, how you work, how you operate in relationships. There's so much that can come from it. It's honestly really practical. So I hope that you take away so much from this episode. They are wonderful. So we talk through a lot of good stuff today. We also get into your Saturn return, which usually happens around 27 to 30. So if you're in that age group right now and you're like, what the hell is going on? Why is my life feel crazy? And there's like all these things changing. Definitely recommend listening to that part of the episode because there's so much good to take away from this. I'm obsessed with it. I hope that you'll be obsessed with it afterwards. And if not, at least have more of an understanding of yourself and how to figure out what your gifts are, your purpose, and how to find ease in your life. So please enjoy the episode with Dana and Shayna. My something to share today. I've noticed, I think from wedding planning and in general, you just end up spending a lot more time on Pinterest. I mean, I always loved Pinterest ever since it came out when I was like in college, just like an online magazine that you get to flip through and get ideas, get inspiration and just look at really pretty things. I just love doing it. And I've noticed that I find that I've been spending less time on like Instagram or TikTok or believe me, I still spend plenty of time on there, but I've been spending a little less time and going to Pinterest first just to get inspiration and little sparks of ideas maybe for things I want to put in my house or things I want to plan for the wedding or just like things I aspire to create or to build my life like. I feel like it's acting right now for me as a vision board for the life that I'm wanting to create. I keep finding like little pins of like homes that I'm obsessed with or just the way I want my life to feel. And I think it's a really nice practice to have is to seek inspiration in the world and and using social media as a way to do that. So instead of going on like Instagram and comparing myself to people or creators who are maybe doing something that I want to be doing or who are on like these elaborate Italian vacations, why is everyone in Italy right now? Like, first of all, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but why is everyone in Italy right now? Like, I feel like everyone's on the Amalfi Coast and I'm like, how are you guys paying for this? Anyways, just instead of going on social media and comparing my life and the things that I feel like I don't have, I'm going on Pinterest and just seeing what's possible and letting my creative juices flow. I like that better because it's allowing me to not necessarily compare, but to aspire to a certain lifestyle. There's a difference between comparison and feeling less than something and using something as inspiration. I find it's way easier to do that on Pinterest than it is to do that on TikTok or Instagram because I find myself just comparing and getting in my head about things that I'm seeing. So I would sum it up as setting boundaries for yourself around the time that you spend on social media and the time that you spend comparing yourself and instead finding ways or apps or even people in your life that you can get inspired by and aspire to without feeling less than. I think someone on an episode, the Instagram episode we talked about, she said, compare yourself to people who are just one step ahead of you, who aren't like light years ahead of you. One, because you can see that it's possible for you because someone that's very similar to you has accomplished the things that you want. And you can see somewhat more of a roadmap of how you can get there versus something that's way far in the distance that is like feels almost untouchable. Taking those baby steps and just improving one level at a time. So I've just found myself instead of going straight to Instagram or TikTok, I've been going to Pinterest and just pinning all the beautiful things and using that as like 
reframing how I spend time on social media, less of a comparison and feeling less than and more of a, what do I aspire to be? What do I aspire to create in my life? And what would make my life feel really good? What are the things that I am drawn towards? I love doing that. And I I love that it's almost creating this vision board for my life. So my something to share is to find ways where you can seek inspiration in your life, find people that you look up to, find outlets that you can use for inspiration and watch when it turns to comparison. You want to stop when it turns to the comparison place. That's when you want to shut the app off. That's when you want to take a break. But when you're still in that like creative zone, you're getting inspiration, you're seeing ideas, you're getting your own ideas from it. That's what you want to lean into and run towards a little bit more. So find your way of doing that. It's going to be different for everyone. Maybe you are someone that can get inspired by social media. I am too sometimes, but I have to take breaks with it. So find your things keep getting inspired, find tools and and people and outlets that you can use to create a beautiful life. So hopefully you'll find some of those on this episode today with all of the amazingness that Shana and Dana share. I love this episode. I love human design. I'll put all of the links and all of the things that you need below for you to find out more information on your type and all of the resources that you need to really get the most out of this episode. I highly recommend it. Share it with a friend, a family member, anyone that you think would get lit up by this episode, tag us on social media. You can always tag us at something to share podcast and we will repost you. Also, before you go, I always love a good five-star review. So make sure you leave one um, if you feel called to do so. Hopefully you do. Um, Without further ado, guys, here is Shana and Dana. I have always been obsessed with it. It's one of those things that I try to introduce to all of my friends and get them very obsessed with it as well. But it takes a little bit of time and not everyone gets it at first. And I understand that. But when I find like-minded individuals like you guys, I get really excited to just like nerd out on all things human design, spirituality, woo-woo, if you will. So I'm excited for this. (laughs) Human design goes there. It really does. I feel like it covers all the bases with astrology and anything you could possibly want to know about yourself, human design really delivers. So I love that you've already been in this world. Yes. And if you guys haven't, if you don't remember, I had the episode with Aaron beforehand. So go back to that episode. I'll link it on this so you can get the full deep dive one-on-one. But I think today we're going to go a little deeper and more into like maybe the practicality of things and how to apply them to your life. So it'll be great. Um, But before we jump into all of that, I want to ask you guys the initial questions that I just threw at you. The first one is to share an object. It can be from your nightstand. It could be an object that's a surprising object, or it could be something with an interesting backstory. So for each of you individually, what would that bring to mind? Yeah, I love this question. I've never been asked this before, specifically about the nightstand, but I love it because my nightstand, I almost use as like this sacred place, right? Like this sacred altar, the first thing that I see in the morning, the last thing I see at night. So for me, definitely my number one thing is having a Himalayan crystal salt lamp. Um, And I really (laughs) just feel like I can feel like the warmth and the energy and the clarity that comes from having that object. It just feels like such a supportive and kind of beautiful presence in my life. So everywhere Mm -hmm. I've ever lived, that's like the very first number one thing that I make sure I have is like my beautiful clean nightstand with that Himalayan crystal salt lamp Mm -hmm. there. That's beautiful. Where did you get yours? I'm curious. Yeah, I got mine from a metaphysical shop in Lake Tahoe, which is where I'm from. Mm. So it's nice because I don't live where I grew up, but I kind of carry Mm -hmm. this piece of home with me and like the memories of getting it at this cute little like crystal shop there in Lake Tahoe. I love that. And it's aesthetically pleasing too. So even better. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Shana, what would yours be? 
Um, well, I actually have a lamp too, but it's, um, a selenite lamp and we have them both on either side of our bed, but it's funny. Cause I don't have like a nightstand. I have shelves mm-hmm. like big, uh, shelves with many, many things. So I have a ton of crystals on my <laughs> shelves next to my bed and I kind of sh- shuffle them around depending uh-huh. on how I'm feeling. Um, the transits kind of what I, what properties I'm needing. Mm-hmm. We're really big into crystals in general. So yeah. yeah, I would definitely say crystals, selenite lamp, all of that good stuff. Um, it. yeah. Yeah. I went through a really strong crystal phase. I'm speaking and they're just like sitting right here. Um, <laughs> so I go in and out with it. Sometimes I'm like, yes, this is helping or I need this. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't, they're there. I don't know. I'm just not thinking about them. So yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like in an in-between phase with them, but I think they're beautiful and I, I they just feel good. So why not? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think honestly, when you find a piece that you really love, mm-hmm. like that's what I've noticed because I resonate with going in and out of phases with, with certain things. Um, yeah. But I, I started getting into, okay, let me find one piece that I'm obsessed with, like maybe because it's big or maybe because it's, you know, extra special in some way. And then once I've done that, and then every single piece, I feel that kind of energy with, Mm -hmm. then I get excited of like, okay, which one am I in the mood to sleep with (laughs) sleep next today? I love it. Let's get into my second question. Uh, anything that you could share on your heart or mind lately, anything that's coming up for either of you? Um, I love this question. I've had a lot on my heart and mind lately. I've been thinking a lot about how much we try to avoid challenge or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. times. You know, like if, if anything comes into our life, that's uncomfortable. Our tendency is just to run from it, to try not to face it. And in the last couple of weeks, I've just been noticing a lot of different personal challenges coming up in my life and in the people around me. And I've been noticing how strong and resilient and beautiful it is to face those challenges and how it always brings up this kind of creative up level. It's like, you don't want to have to go through that challenge, but once you do, you come out better on the other end. You know, it reminds me of that metaphor of like a coal under that pressure turns into that diamond. So Mm -hmm. I've just been really noticing that and observing how beautiful it is to watch someone walk through a challenge with strength and with an open heart and to see how much better they are actually on the other end. And I've been kind of thinking about how like in a movie, we love juicy things happening in a movie, right? We love seeing like someone break up and like all this crazy stuff happening. But when it's our life, it's like, we don't want any of that. We just want to be perfect. We never want the boat to rock. And it's like, how can we see life more as this game as an experiment, as a place for us to just explore and evolve and grow. And how can we embrace those uncomfortable times? How can Mm -hmm. we embrace those challenges and even have like a sense of playfulness, like pretend that our life is a movie and allow ourselves to just kind of explore instead of trying to avoid that confrontation. So that's been something that's been coming up on my mind a lot lately. And just wanting to like celebrate my friends when they're going through something challenging and they do it with their chin up and with an open heart. Like I really have been into wanting to tell people how much I admire the way that they do that. I love that. Yeah. It's a good way to look at something that's generally seen as negative. It's seeing that positive that have come from that because I agree. Anytime I've gone through something difficult or negative or bad, there's always something good that comes out of it or I learn something or I find my own strength in that thing. So it's a nice way to reframe that and then you can kind of embrace it. And I feel like with that mindset, maybe it'll make that difficult or negative thing not last as long or be a little bit easier to navigate. That's an interesting way to play with that. I like it. 
Yeah. Shana. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, you know, the last few weeks we've been in such a, you know, retrograde and eclipse season and the energies just felt really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like trying to walk through mud kind of feeling. Yeah. And now it feels so much lighter just in general, like even this last few days. And it's really just been on my heart, like play creativity, mm-hmm. like kind of like what you said, Dana, where life doesn't have to be so serious. Like, yes, things can be challenging and they can be hard, but can you bring that like light lightness to it? It goes really well with human design, but really checking in with your body and feeling what your body is telling you. Um, Mm -hmm. and that sounds like kind of a blanket statement, but it's in all of those small moments that you just feel that tightness or you feel that exhaustion or you feel that, energy or excitement, but really actually taking a moment to have awareness of it versus having your mind kind of brush over it or be focused on all the million things that you have to do, really taking time to just feel like, what is my body feeling? And can I just let myself feel it? So Mm -hmm. I think a combination of feeling what you feel, but really Mm -hmm. having awareness with it and choosing to bring that lightness, play creativity. That's kind of the realm that I've been kind of swimming in right now. I like it. You guys are in great places. It's lovely. Yeah. I've been working (laughs) with like my mindset as well. It's like, how do I see things? How do I want to feel? And like noticing how I feel and how I'm waking up and showing up to certain situations, but then being able to take that and adjust it to like how I actually want to feel or like leaning into different things within that. So I love it. Amazing. Um, Let's get into human design. I want to start with, first of all, I know you guys have an interesting background. You're best friends. You met in college. Yes. Yeah. Met in college. You were in corporate jobs and now are working fully in human design and coaching and podcasting and all that amazing stuff. So I would love for you to kind of talk through your evolution of how you got to this place that you're in now for both of you. Yeah. So yeah, exactly right. Shane and I met in college a long time ago, over 14 years ago. And um, we really clicked and really resonated. And we always felt like we were really similar um, and kind of Mm -hmm. saw the world in similar ways. And now we know it's because we have the exact same human design type, which we also share with you, Sydney. So I'm so excited to (laughs) be able to have this conversation because all three of us here are two, four projectors. And even you and Shayna have the same authority, which is really rare. So Mm -hmm. we just kind of have this feeling of someone who has the same design as you. It's like, I get you. Like, I get the way that you see the world. I get the way that you feel. So we always felt that connection without really knowing why. Um, But after we graduated college, we went out into the world and we got jobs in corporate America and we're working the job and did that for a few years. And both of us, when we turned 27, you go into this um, transit astrological period in your life called your Saturn return. And for Mm -hmm. every single human, whether you believe in astrology or whether you're aware of it or not, this period in your life, 27 to 30, those few years are a huge time in cha- of change in all of our lives, a time where we really are looking at the way that we've been using our energy and the things that we've been doing. And we're asking these deeper questions. Like, do I feel like my real self here? Do I feel like I'm purposeful? Do I feel like I'm hiding some of my gifts and not really utilizing my highest expression? And for both of us at that period of time, we just had this feeling like I followed all the rules. I did everything I was supposed to do. I graduated college, yeah. I got the job, I'm working the job. Why am I exhausted? Why do I hate my life? Why do I feel like something's missing, but I don't know what it is? And so for both of us, we had this shared experience of feeling like we were kind of duped, like we followed all of the standard rules and it didn't work. It didn't fulfill us. It didn't feel right. 
And so both of us went on this really like spiritual journey of just learning and diving into things, learning about breath work and meditation and yoga. And that path actually brought us to discovering human design. And when we both discovered that we are two, four projectors, we're like, oh my gosh, everything in our entire life makes sense. Like it's all clicking into gear. This is the reason why we felt so exhausted from working this standard nine to five, 40 hour a week job. Because as a projector, which is one of the five energy types in human design, um, as a projector, you are someone who is not designed to work for more than four hours a day of hard expending Mm -hmm. energy. And if you're doing that consistently over time, you can really experience severe burnout, adrenal fatigue, some of these other more um, subtle but all encompassing like disease and unwellness in general. And so mm-hmm. once we had that realization, we had this opportunity as best friends to kind of experiment together and explore. And so we decided to commit ourselves to for one month, let's really follow our human design, follow mm-hmm. living our design, follow what we call our strategy and authority, which are like the two things that you can really apply from human design to start changing your life. And in that period of time, literally everything in our life changed. It just became Mm -hmm. so clear of what we wanted to share and how we wanted to share it and giving ourselves permission to really do what felt natural and be who you really wanted to be, but you felt like you couldn't or like you didn't have permission to live in that way. And so that's really the journey that brought us to creating Day Luna and sharing human design. It was like, this was the most powerful tool that radically changed our life in such a powerful way. And we just really Mm -hmm. want to empower others and share this wisdom because we really believe it's one of the most helpful tools we've ever come across. Yeah, I agree. I think what's different about it is it creates ease. And anytime I've talked to anyone about it, it's always been like an epiphany for them. Like, oh my God, everything makes sense. And I remember the first time I was listening to a podcast and totally. I looked at my chart at the time. I was reading through it and I was like, oh my God, yes, that made oh my, everything made so much sense because I was living in the complete opposite of how I was supposed to be living. And I was working all hours of the day, burning myself out, burning the candle from both ends and just feeling like this is how I'm supposed to operate in society. I've always thought like the more productive I am, the the better I am as a human being. And I had to really unwork a lot. I'm still constantly unworking that for myself because I've just always thought that in order to be successful, I had to be like the most productive person. But all three of us, that is not even possible. And your body tends to shut down. So I love that you guys found that well and you're helping other people discover that for themselves. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, you know, projectors can be the most efficient. They Mm -hmm. can be the most productive and be operating as manifesting generators and getting recognition for that. And as a projector, recognition feels amazing to be seen for, you know, what you're doing and having people give you good feedback. Right. So it's kind of like getting off this, this hamster wheel of, I worked really hard. I did the most and people loved it. They say like, I can do anything or I can put out any fire. I'm getting a lot of recognition for these things that at the end of the day or over years and years, like just aren't in alignment for you. You're burnt Mm -hmm. out, you're exhausted. And yes, it feels good. And it gives you kind of like a little boost when you get that feedback. But at the end of the day, it's, it's burning you out, really reframing rest, being productive, um, and seeing it really play out and serve you is an experiment, but yeah, it's, it's a always evolving, um, process, even for us where we have to kind of say like, okay, I need to make myself rest right now. Otherwise I'm going to burn out. Yeah. I love that you guys gave yourself that month to really see if it worked. I think that's really 
a powerful way to do it because sometimes you try you want to be better so you try out a new hobby or a new like habit and you add all these things at the same time so say if you want like to live this wellness lifestyle you're like okay i'm gonna start doing this exercise this food all of these things but it's hard to tell like what is the actually actual thing that's making the the shift and the pivot but i like you guys like dove deep into this one thing for a month to see if it worked I want to go back to also you coming out of your corporate job into what you do now. Because I don't think that – I'm sure it was like a an epiphany thing, but I, I can imagine it wasn't like the easiest shift to make maybe for that transition for yourself, but also for other people seeing that and being like, what are they doing? Like, what, what do you mean they're not working their corporate jobs? Like, what was that like for both of you and how did you navigate that transition? It wasn't the easiest thing, right? There's a lot of fear involved when it comes to leaving any job. What that really looked like day to day was, you know, choosing that month and saying, okay, every single day I'm going to use my strategy. So whatever that is for you, regardless of your type, really getting clear on, okay, what does it mean to live my strategy? What is my daily practice? There's tons of great podcasts and resources that you can find to help you learn more about what that is, but Mm -hmm. then saying, okay, every single day I'm going to lean into my daily practice and every decision that comes my way, small or big, I'm going to use my authority. There's eight different authorities in human design. And I'm not sure if you guys went over them in your last podcast, but this is how you're designed to make decisions. So we're really conditioned that we make decisions with our mind and we should analyze everything and weigh the pros and cons and things have to make sense. But human design is really reframing that your body is here to make your decisions. And Mm -hmm. for every single person, it's different. And there's a consistent and reliable way for you to make decisions that are energetically correct for you. Mm -hmm. So choosing an amount of time, like a month to say every decision that comes my way, I'm going to do it in this specific way. All of those steps add up. And when you look back on the month, so much has changed. It's also increasing your magnetism. So for us, what this really looked like was since we're projectors working two to three hours a day in a corporate job was getting really clear on what are the things in my day-to-day work tasks Mm -hmm. that are exhausting for me and draining. And it feels like output. And what are the things that are fascinating and interesting? And I could talk about all day long, or it doesn't feel exhausting. Yeah. And then from there, setting a timer literally of two to three hours of the exhausting things and spending the rest of my time doing the stuff that was more interesting and fascinating. And just having that shift, you don't have to tell anyone, you don't have to tell your boss, no one notices because mm-hmm. you have more energy. You're more lit up. You're more um, fascinated in the work that you're doing that that's what they're really seeing. Mm-hmm. And you're efficient in that time. It's kind of like work smarter, not harder. And then with using uh, our authorities every day for Dana, that looked like, you know, really giving herself time to come to neutral and feel like, is this going to make me happy? It's because she has emotional authority. Mm-hmm. And for you and I, Sydney, we have G-Center authority, which is really rare, but it's all about talking and hearing your truth. <laughs> when you talk, I always joke, like, it's why I never shut the fuck up. It's because <laughs> this authority yeah. and it's just true. So, um, but, but what that looked like on a day-to-day basis was talking out loud to the universe every morning, talking out loud to myself on my drive to work, mm-hmm. talking out loud, you know, and saying the things that I was really grateful for, or the things that I saw in a unique way that other people maybe didn't that day at the end of my day. Um, and the more that I actually did that, and it's kind of like at first forcing yourself to do it because yeah. 
with this G center authority, you have so much going on in your mind that it's like swirling. It's like, what mm-hmm. even is it? You can be thinking about the same thing over and over and over it's again. But when you speak, <laughs> it becomes linear, becomes understandable. So forcing yourself to actually talk. And then here's the thing, taking aligned action on whatever it is that the truth that you uncovered. So what, regardless of your authority, then saying, okay, you know what? my authority is telling me that I'm really into this or that I don't actually want to hang out with that friend today or Mm -hmm. that I don't actually want to work on this project right now. Um, And then listening to it um, as much as you can. And for us, that looked like us getting a lot of invitations and people wanting to know about human design and wanting to know about what we're into. And that's because that's how your energy works as a projector. Whatever you focus on, you create magnetism around. So that um, those invitations started rolling in. We got invited to go work a retreat in Costa Rica and our authority said yes. And it didn't make any sense, but we like gave our bosses, like put in a request for time off and went to Costa Rica. And it wasn't a human design retreat at Mm -hmm. all, but it turned into that because everybody kept asking us for readings and wanting more information. They wanted us to start a podcast. we have ritual kits. And at the time it was just a concept because it's something that we put together for our friends for Christmas. Hmm. And we left this, you know, two week retreat with orders, um, with the clients and we didn't have a business. So it was kind of, okay, let's use our authority. And our authority said, yes. So we started our LLC right when we got back and, um, then we used our authority with quitting our jobs. And it was like, yes. And, Yes, that's scary, but this is just what feels right in my body. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump off the cliff. Like universe, you better freaking catch me because (laughs) I am listening. I am trusting. And that's how it's been every step of the way with everything that we've created and done. It's been using our authority and it always feels like a leap of, I don't know where I'm going to land, but I just know that this is right for me. And really being shown by ourselves, by experimenting with this, how it really does work out in every single situation. So human design is an experiment. Mm -hmm. You try it, you prove to yourself how supportive and liberating and how much less resistance you have in your day-to-day life by using these strategies and authorities. I encourage anyone listening, find out your your strategy and authority, and then set an amount of time. It can even be a week and Mm -hmm. experiment for yourself to see how it feels in your life. At the core of human design, it's really teaching us that every single person has a unique life purpose. You have something that you are here to share that only you can share. And while that's true for every single person, it takes a lot of bravery, a lot of courage to actually go on that unique path and allow yourself to really shine in the way that you really want to. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything about our lives is teaching us to play it safe and to follow the rules and to do what other people are doing. So, you know, quitting your corporate job where you have safety and you know what's going to happen next and you know when your next paycheck is going to come, really trusting yourself enough to actually have the courage and bravery to say, you know, to quit that thing and to start something new. That was honestly the biggest hurdle in our journey was just the inner work of like, do I trust myself? Do I believe in myself? And those are such like kind of cheesy core themes, like believe in yourself or no one else will. But honestly, that's what it boiled down to. It was like, do I actually love myself enough and trust my gifts enough and trust that I have this special purpose enough to make this great leap? And that's really what human design, in my opinion, is for. 
is to give you that encouragement to show you and kind of give you these tools so that you can learn to trust yourself more easily so that you can build the confidence that it takes mm-hmm. to actually make these great leaps of faith in yourself and in the purpose that you want to share with others. Yeah, I love that. And you guys are using your knowledge of it. It's not like you're just sitting quiet in a room and like just trusting psychic abilities. It's like, no, I'm looking at my chart. These are the ways I best operate. I'm going to just start from square one acting in that way and seeing where that kind of leads me. And then the more you do that and you see how things fall into place and the more ease that you build, the more trust you're building with yourself, which I think is great. And I love that you guys have each other to lean on as well. So that's super helpful. Because when I first found out about this, my friend and I, we've been best friends since middle school. We both found it around the same time, but we weren't hanging out at the time because we've been in different cities from time to time. But it was really interesting that we came to the same like learnings and understandings at the same exact time, but separated is very interesting. I felt like very connected like you guys as well. I would love to go through like the ideal day for each type. Like if you could describe like a perfect day. So if someone's like, okay, I got my authority. I got all the things. I understand it. But like, how do I apply this to my life? Because I think that can be a little interesting for people. So if you could give us like a perfect day for each type. Yeah, definitely. So um, for generators and manifesting generators, I would say the perfect day would be um, waking up and not having so much of an agenda right away. So like having some free space in your morning Um, that can even be just 30 minutes, but waking up and then checking in with your body, like go move your body around your home. Um, in front of your fridge, do you feel pulled towards anything in there in front of, you know, your backyard or outside or your bed or wherever you meditate, um, go move your body around until you feel this, this green light in your body, this energy, this pulling towards being there, spending time in that, that place and do that in that time. And that's going to set you up to be in a space of alignment and of checking in and listening to your body right off the bat. And then of course you might have things that are planned throughout your day and that's totally fine. But as you are doing them, since you've started your day of this place of body awareness, um, it's easier to listen to your natural responses because for generators and manifesting generators, your strategy in life is to respond. And what that really means is listening to your body, not your mind about how you're using your energy in this present moment. So let's say you have a meeting planned for 9am going to that meeting and feeling in your body as it's taking place. Like, do I feel exhausted by this in my body or do I feel energized? And I'm just already like talking and taking action and doing things and just taking a little note of like, okay, this is something that I'm into. I'm in alignment right now in this moment. There's nothing you need to do or say, or whatever. It's just, um, increasing your magnetism by having awareness of, your own alignment and what your body signals are telling you. So that's what I would say for man gens and generators. Um, I would also tack on for man gens informing along the way, talking, telling your friends and family or your partner or your boss or coworkers like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, go do this and this and this, and then I'm going to have lunch a little bit later. Um, or I'm going to pick up groceries on the way home or let's order in tonight. Like informing of what's going on in your mind and what you're kind of 10 steps ahead of with to the people in your life, is just going to kind of make things a little bit easier and people are going to get on board and, and maybe they'll pick up groceries or maybe they'll, um, already have dinner ordered by the time you get home because they were on the same page and life just feels easy. It feels flowing. It feels more effortless when you're informing as you go. And then for projectors, I would recommend, I mean, there's so much in your chart in general that of 
that can really inform your day. Um, but to make it simple and a little bit more broad, I would say doing the, the timer and, um, really getting clear on what's exhausting me and what's not having more awareness around what is interesting to you. What is fascinating within the ways that you're already using your energy? What's interesting there? Is it the way that you're connecting with people, the way that you're understanding them, the way that you're helping them, the way that you connect with your boss or your coworkers? Is it finding efficiency gains and making things a little bit more productive? Like what specifically there is fascinating? And that's amazing intel to know yourself more deeply of how you're here to use your gifts and what's really lighting you up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, resting as much as you can far and in between. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to be like laying in bed, like the, you know, grandpa from Charlie, the the chocolate factory or whatever, like you don't need to be literally resting in bed Mm -hmm. all day long, just watching Netflix. It's spending more of your time doing things that are interesting and don't feel exhausting than Mm -hmm. the things that do. So that's the, that's the first shift. And then for manifestors put on some blinders. So the perfect day for a manifester would be doing whatever you want when you want and um, feeling like you have the freedom to choose how you want to use your energy that day. And of course, you know, manifestors, any of the types can do any job. You don't have to, you know, own your own business as a manifester, as a projector or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But having the freedom to say, right now I'm going to work on this project or tomorrow I'm going to go here and meet with these clients, putting on blinders of today in this moment, I'm not going to take in so much input, so much um, other people's opinions or what I think people want from me. But instead I'm going to just tap in and check in with my own body. Like, what am I excited by right now? What am I, what are my, what's my urge to create or to talk about or to start right now and letting that guide you versus looking around and seeing what are people needing from me. Um, And then for reflectors, we would recommend, you know, starting your day off with openness. Let me just see where the day takes me. And you might have things planned. You might have things on your schedule and that's fine. But if you can start your day with, okay, you know what? I'm releasing however I felt yesterday, how all the, the, you know, preconceived notions of what today, what I think today is going to be and just be open. And then at the end of your day, really check in and say, okay, what did I feel today? Did I feel unhealthy? Did I feel stuck? Did I feel confused? Who was I around? What places was I in? Mm -hmm. And did it feel good or did it feel off? Reflectors can do any job any job they want, um, because they are reflecting the environment that they're in. It's more of a question of not, should I do this job? It's more of how did I feel in this job or in my home or around these people and letting that be your Intel of if something's right for you or not, Mm -hmm. we could talk about any of these for hours and hours. So it's so hard to just scratch the surface on them, but hopefully that can be helpful. If you're just now hearing about your strategy and authority as your type. I like designing your day kind of based on that. That was really good. Thank you. I know you guys went through when you were starting this business and coming together in this way, you went through Saturn Returns, which I think I still am in mine. I tried to Google that 20 times today and I'm pretty sure I'm still in mine until January. (laughs) But I would love for you to kind of go through that and what you learned to that and like ways that you supported yourself through that transition time. That's a big one. (laughs) 
Yeah. So this is totally an important topic because every single person experiences it. And I Mm -hmm. think that even if you're not aware of it, some stuff goes down in your life in those ages. It's, you know, you get married or you move or you quit your job or you start a new job or you have a kid, like these huge life shifts often happen in that time. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important things that you can do is be really aware and intentional and mindful and slow down a bit and really try to observe what's happening. So that is definitely the number one tip for moving through a Saturn return is it's less about what you're doing on the physical plane Mm -hmm. and more about really observing things, really seeing things, really noticing things and kind of putting that at the forefront of your experience. That's really going to help because if you're not really conscious in this time, it can feel like total chaos. Like it can feel like a tornado is coming through your life and things are shifting and changing and moving. But if you slow down and really start to observe, like, how do I actually feel about the relationship that I'm in? Um, Like asking yourself those deeper questions that we're kind of sometimes afraid to really find the answers to. Mm -hmm. How do I really feel about my job? Um, How do I really feel about the experiences that I'm having in my day-to-day life? Do I feel like I'm showing up as my truest self or do I still feel like kind of unseen or unknown in some way? So asking those questions and having some type of meditation practice or journaling practice, um, anything that really helps you reflect and spend time with your own observations is always going to be the number one most helpful thing. Of course, things like human design and astrology, um, these tools that can help you understand the areas of life or the qualities that you specifically can lean into to help is going to be something that's super helpful. Like for you, Sydney, I'm looking at your chart right now. And one of your Saturn gates in human design is this, it's gate 41. So it's this energy of being creatively moved and then wanting to kind of create from that or express like you feel something emotionally and it just really moves your heart or touches your soul. And then it's like, okay, now I want to create a podcast about that. Or I want to write a blog post or I want to, I want to express what I really felt. And you leaning into that is one of the most helpful ways that you really step into your purpose in this time. Mm. Um, And the other, so that's actually both of your Saturn gates. So for you kind of expressing your creativity and fully embracing the depth of everything that you feel on the emotional plane in this time mm-hmm. is, is going to be one of the most helpful tools that actually helps you move through this time. I haven't heard yeah. that yet. Thank you. Yeah. Really it's nice. kind of like leaning into alchemy of like anything that's difficult or any emotion that you feel during this time. Like, what can I create from this? What, how can I use this and have it serve me versus be something that happened to me that I don't like, or that I love or whatever, but Mm -hmm. how can I make this useful? Um, that could be just, you know, making a beautiful meal, um, or it can be creating a business or creating Mm -hmm. a new project. Right. I do want to just add on that this Saturn return time, I like to think of it as like the universe presents you with something that might be challenging. It's kind of like, are you going to step up to the plate or are you not? And are you going to show up and and learn the lesson and apply the lesson mm-hmm. or are you going to kind of just close your eyes and look the other way? I just want to encourage you, anyone that's in their Saturn return, like step up, step up. The universe is beckoning you to step up and like say that my life or my lessons or my passions are worth me standing mm-hmm. up for and facing and engaging with. So in our personal Saturn returns, we both had a lot of challenging things. We both lost our fathers in that time. Um, and that's not, I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's going to die in your life if you're going through Saturn return at all, but 
there was a lot of things that it would be easier to succumb to or to fall into versus saying, okay, what's the lesson here? How can I have this serve me? Choose to lean into the highest expression here, even though this might be more difficult. And when you come out the other side, you have a life that's more you, that's more real, that's more authentic, that's more purposeful. And that's really the beauty of Saturn Returns is that they kind of force you through it. It can be really beautiful once you're through the other end. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm almost there. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> yeah. You guys are super connected. I, that's. I'm so sorry to hear that about your fathers. But yeah, you guys are like connected some on some other planet, I feel like. <laughs> I know we really are. I love it. It's the most surprising thing to us. Like if you would have told us when we first met and we were, you know, 17 Mm -hmm. years old, if you would have told us that we'd be like running a business together someday, we'd be like, what? Like I wouldn't have even believed that story, but I mean, here we are. And it's such a beautiful journey to have each other. And like you were saying, like, it's so nice to have an accountability partner that gets you and that has the same um, energies as you. And like, even just moving through our Saturn return, having someone else there to witness you and to really hear you and feel you. That's such a supportive thing. Mm -hmm. And for all of us in our life, we have those, those certain people where we really feel like we can be ourselves there and we can really show up with our, the full spectrum of our emotions. We don't feel like we need to hide, Mm -hmm. um, really cherishing those people in these big times where it's like, it's time to get real. And those people that are willing to get real with you and just meet you there and let you be where you're at. It's such a blessing in, in those more challenging like transits. Yeah, you learn a lot about other your friendships and things like that, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. But I was actually going to ask you guys, because you've done this so well, you've evolved almost on the same timeline and have found the same things. What would you say to someone who is experiencing like, a different side of that with their friendships? Like they're evolving maybe, mm-hmm. like they're growing a lot and they're getting very into other things, but their friendships aren't. I've had a lot of people ask me this and it's like very hard to go through. Like, what would you say to someone like that? Yeah. So it's actually interesting. Shana and I, um, we had four of us that were best friends in college um, and we were super, super close and tight knit. So we had the experience of Shana and I kind of unexpectedly evolving in a very similar direction and, you know, close friends that we used to be just like just as tight with they simply have evolved in a different direction. And it was really challenging to allow that person or those people in your life to evolve because you feel like you're losing something. You're losing a level of closeness that you had before. Mm -hmm. And we've learned so much that the way that you really love someone is by letting them be, letting them live, letting them grow. And that's the greatest love that you can give a friend is just totally 100% supporting them in their journey and not wanting to control their journey or stop their journey so that you can stay close or stay together. And that's been a huge huge lesson for us, like letting go and supporting and loving so strongly, even if it is from a distance, even if you have grown apart, I think that's really powerful. And actually the more that you do that, the more it opens up space in your life for new friendships to come in that are super aligned Mm -hmm. where you're with someone who is teaching you and it's exciting for you to be around and you share the same passions and the same languaging. And that's another transition that can be so scary. It's like, I don't want to let go of these people that I loved so much or that I was so close with because what if no one else comes or what if I feel lonely? And so I think that 
um, it's important to really understand the way that you can love someone and support them from a distance. And if that naturally happens, it's okay mm-hmm. and to let it happen. Um, and that's actually going to be the thing that creates that open space and that fertile ground for calling in new relationships that are so enlivening and so exciting. And um, I think so many of us are really feeling that call to create super strong community, mm. like community where it's just like, you have all of the same interests and it's so exciting and fun to be together and to learn together. And um, I think once again, that's a path that takes some bravery to really yeah. claim because it's not the safer or easier path to really be who you are, show yourself, allow yourself to evolve, allow others to evolve. But it is so rewarding when you do come out on the other side with these like people who um, just enhance your life so much because they see the world in a similar perspective as you. And it might take some time too for them to show mm-hmm. up, which is really challenging. Definitely. That was beautiful though. One of the things that I love about human design is that it gives you the languaging to understand yourself on such a deep level mm-hmm. that when once you have that awareness of this is who I am and this is why I've been called to these certain things and this is the highest expression and the lowest expression and the inward and outward outer expression of all of my gifts. When you have that level of awareness, it becomes easier to extend grace and compassion and understanding of how other people are different than you. And just that acceptance becomes so much easier. It's like, oh, I'm going on this journey because of my gifts and because I'm choosing to lean into the highest expression. And I can see that maybe you're embodying the lowest expression of these gifts, but I don't have to change you or force you to learn lessons that you're not ready to learn. Like it's, you're not my responsibility to, to force growth or expansion in the same direction that I'm going in. So there's like always a balance of, having healthy boundaries, but also extending love, but mm-hmm. also not letting, you know, your relationships keep you back from your own growth. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we hear from people, I know that something's off in my life, or I know that I'm wanting growth, or I am going through this difficult transition, but like, I don't know who I am, or I don't know what I love or what I want or what's next or what to do. And that's really where we see human design just coming in and kind of blowing things open because it tells you like, this is who you are. This is your purpose. These are your gifts. And when you hear it, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've always felt that, but I just didn't know that I could rely on. I didn't know that that was it. And I'm already doing that. I'm already am these energies. And it's this kind of liberation that can't really be described. It has to be felt. And we've seen it now on thousands of people. And it's like, just mind-blowing. Yeah, I love it's like a blueprint for your life that you can refer to. Yeah. Where in your chart can you figure out? Because I think one big question, especially during this time period, maybe Saturn return or just like adulthood in general, you're trying to find your purpose or figure out like what you actually are meant to be doing and you might have an idea of it or maybe you're still looking like where in your chart or where you can where can you find that for yourself if you're curious yeah so um there's so many places in your chart they kind of all come together to Mm -hmm. paint this this picture but um your cross of incarnation is actually really important and it's it's always listed there at the top of your chart and Um, finding information on them is not the easiest always, but, um, it's so rewarding when you do. So you, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you can find that information, um, in a reading or, um, there's a few books out there that might be able to help you, but your cross of incarnation is your life purpose in that it's the energy that you're here to be in all of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we think of life purpose, we think of like, what am I here to do? Like my supposed to be a 
a yoga teacher or a meditation person or, but really it's the energy that you're here to be in all of those things that you do. So with your friends, with your family. So look at your cross of incarnation, your sun gates, your earth gates. That's really, um, a part of this. You can also look at your North node gates. So this is getting into like the very deeper Mm -hmm. detailed areas of your chart. But honestly, if you just learned your type strategy and authority and you leaned in and, and experimented with those every day, you're naturally going to attract things to you that allow you to use all of your gifts naturally in their highest expression. So you don't need to know all of that information, but it's just so powerful to kind of have the languaging to it. When you first hear about human design or any system that's telling you who you are, sometimes it can be like, don't box me in, like, don't tell me who I am or like what I'm here to do. So we're super passionate about human design being shared in a way that's liberating and expansive and kind of showing you the way that you have free will. You're here to be your own authority. You're here to navigate, but here's this container that's just supporting you and like showing you how beautiful your reflection is in a mirror. Mm -hmm. Like that we really like to think of human design in that way. And I don't know, do you want to hear a little bit about your cross of incarnation and your purpose, Sydney? For sure. Okay, cool. So yours is called the right angle cross of tension. And what it means is that you're someone who's really here to provoke people's gifts and talents and your energy helps other people shine and kind of become their best self. Mm. And um, when people are around you, your energy kind of like teases out of them, like what they're really excited about or what they really want to share. So, so much of your energy is here to inspire people to become their best self and their highest potential. Um, So how does it feel hearing that? I love that. I mean, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I do do that, but it's something I can lean more into because sometimes I'm like, yeah. Am I helping or, or like, do am I, am I coming across to these people? So I think that's, I just, it's more like reinforcing of what I probably already knew. What, <laughs> what are some signs that people might be like out of alignment or maybe need to like go a little deeper or revisit some things like any signs or feelings or anything that can help people out with that? Yeah. So each of the types have a not self theme and that's kind of what you experience when you are out of alignment. Mm -hmm. So for projectors, it's bitterness, feeling resentful or bitter. Like you weren't noticed for the things that you did, or you're right, but people don't see that you're right, or they don't want your opinion. Um, feeling unseen, that kind of bitter feeling, right. Just means you're out of alignment. So it's not bad to feel you're not self theme. It's just, okay, let me come back to my strategy and authority. It's going to kind of straighten you out and you'll get back to your self theme, which for projectors is success feeling like that really worked out for me. I just feel that energy of success and synchronicities and life is aligning. Um, and then for manifestors, the not self theme is anger and feeling like literally angry or pissed off, um, or annoyed and their self theme is peace. So when they lean into their strategy and authority of informing and, um, letting people in, um, and whatever their authority is, they really do experience that people are on board. They're not trying to control them. They're not trying to edit what they're going to do. They really are helping um, and things are just easier and they, they do experience peace. So manifestors are wanting to just like do their own thing and be calm, cool, and just left alone. But the way that they get there is through informing. So when they're feeling angry or pissed off, that's always a signpost. Um, They're out of alignment. Can they inform more? And then for generators and manifesting generators, they have the same not self theme, which is frustration. 
feeling like, why is this so difficult? Or why didn't this work out? Or like, I missed this step and it's so annoying. Now I have to go back, like feeling that frustrated energy. And once again, that's okay. Let me slow down. What's actually here in front of me. Can I check in with my body? How does my body feel? Can I listen? That's going to bring you back into flow, experiencing yourself theme as a man, gender generator, which is satisfaction and feeling like that just worked out. And I feel satisfied. I used all my energy and I just feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, that satisfied place, you know, you're in alignment. And then for reflectors, the not self theme is disappointment feeling like, this person wasn't who I thought they were, or this, this thing didn't work out in the way that I feel like it should have having this kind of judgment, um, energy behind it. That's the not self and the self theme for reflectors, um, is surprise and feeling like every day is a new adventure and having this kind of childlike wonder and zest of what is today going to show me? Who are people going to be today? Who am I going to be today? And feeling that kind of like wonder feeling, you know, you're in alignment, but if you feel just generally disappointed in life, you know, you're kind of around the wrong people or in the wrong environments, or you're holding on to something and over identifying with it. And it's keeping you out of alignment. Say someone is really excited about this, wants to dive deeper. What would you recommend we start with and kind of go down that rabbit hole of human design? So I would recommend, you know, look up your chart and um, look at just your type strategy and authority first. There's plenty of podcasts. Um, we have a podcast, the Human Design, De Luna Human Design podcast, where we honestly, we talk about every single thing that could be in your chart. Um, there's tons of free resources, but really start experimenting with it. Like I said, in the beginning, a lot, that amount of time and lean in there. Then if you want to go deeper, look at your channels engage your profile, all of these places can just kind of, um, give you clues. Um, and honestly hearing about them can help fast track any transition you might be going through right now. I love it. Is there one discrepancy or one thing that you want to take away from people when they look at human design? Definitely. There are a lot of really funky words in human design. So if you are looking up your chart and you're even just reading your chart, you know, you might see your profile line. You might be a five one, which is a heretic um, slash investigator. And you're like heretic, or, you know, you might have a three in your profile and you'll see the word <sighs> martyr. Um, so there's all of these words in human design. When you get into the deeper mm. layers, that can be really strange and really triggering. And the reason for that is because human design is actually a channeled science. Um, and all of the different sciences that mm -hmm. human design is synthesizing, these ancient modalities, these ancient sciences are also all cha channeled and downloaded. So they're these words that are kind of designed to trigger you in a certain way so that you can meditate upon them and get like this deeper meaning. And we feel really passionately about describing the true meaning behind that so that you don't get hung up on these kind of like weird or strange or shocking words. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I definitely want to tell people if they're getting into human design, they see these deeper layers, um, find a person, find a guide, find a translator of human design that you really resonate with and kind of go to that deeper layer so that you can understand those deeper things. So that's the first thing that I want to say. And then also we love to talk about like these, um, kind of over generalizations within human design that can feel limiting. So like one big thing as a projector, which all of us are, we've talked about so much, like working less and resting more. And that is so important for a projector. But we really want to say that like projectors can be an Olympic athlete. Projectors can be, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. Projectors can be artists and creators. And there's nothing in your design that's ever going to limit you 
from what you're able to do. And if you're ever getting that message from someone or reading that online and feeling like you're limited by your design, then you either are not learning it from the right person or you know maybe you have the wrong chart um, because your design is always here to be expansive and it's always here to help you know that you can do anything. But if you do it in the way that's right for you, it's gonna be the easiest and the most sustainable. So that's definitely something I'd like to leave people with is that your, your human design is never gonna limit you. It's only here to show you that you can do anything, but doing it in this certain way is going to be the best for you. Amazing. Why don't we end it with just one final question just to wrap things up. Any last piece of advice or leaving thought? It can be related to human design or it could be related to like your makeup routine. It doesn't really matter. So like anything on the top of your mind right now, just to kind of end us on. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot in the last couple of days. I'm sure you're going to say the same thing, Shana, maybe not. Um, We've been talking so much about radical authenticity. And what I love about this topic is that it is deep, right? All the way down to like our soul. Like, are you really being authentic in this lifetime? And it goes all the way to the surface level, the material, the way that you're dressing. Like, are you dressing in a way that really feels like it's expressing who you are? You're dressing this way because you Mm -hmm. love it, because it's real for you. And kind of like just releasing that pressure to seem like anything or to be something that you feel like you should be or to fit in any box. That is one of the most important things in our life and one of the most important messages that we really want to share is like live this life in authenticity and live this life in alignment to what really moves you to what you're really drawn to and there's no one place in life where you have to sacrifice your authenticity I feel like we're really taught like you're gonna you know start your own business you have to dress a certain way and your photographs have to be a certain way and it's like no f that if you're starting your own business be who you are make sure that your website reflects the things that you think are the most beautiful if that's glitter and rainbow and butterflies like that's your version of professionalism Um, or if you really are someone that's like not wanting to have color and you're wanting things to be like a neutral palette, listen to yourself, allow yourself to be unique, allow yourself to be individual, because that is going to be the thing that attracts people more than anything else to who you are and to what you're sharing. And it really goes on all levels. So I really like kind of bringing that playful, that playfulness. And for us, you know, expressing ourselves through our fashion has led us to wearing a lot of pajamas and sweatpants. And like, that is our truth. And you know, some people, their authenticity is like this wild, beautiful colors. And like, that's amazing. I love witnessing that. And others, my truth Mm -hmm. is doing the bare minimum and wearing, you know, things that are really cozy. And that is how I express myself. That's my truth. That's my authenticity. And it just feels so good to give yourself permission to do that. And I think you add so much to the world when you allow yourself to express yourself in every single facet of your life with authenticity. I love that. And I also feel like it's really hard to do right now because you go on like social media and there's like Gen Z's telling us what we're supposed to wear, what we're supposed to eat, what we're supposed (laughs) to buy, what our houses are supposed to look like. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, it's really hard to really think about what that is Mm -hmm. right now, especially. So maybe it's like getting quiet and taking time. But yeah, that's, I love that you said that. What were you saying, uh, Shana? Yeah. I was just going to say like mm-hmm. own yourself, right? Like be your own boss. Even if you don't work for yourself, I think a lot of times we give our power away subconsciously without really realizing like, oh, well, I couldn't do that because it's not professional or because it's not cool or because my friends don't do that or because the people that I really idolize, they don't do that. And so I need to start whatever really owning your own shit. Like if you don't like your life or your relationship or your situation or whatever circumstance, it doesn't mean that that circumstance isn't real, but in this moment, can you choose to own how you react, how you, your emotions behind it, 
um, choosing to lean into the highest expression. And like Dana said, choosing to be just a little bit more authentic today and real than you were yesterday. A great question that leads to that is like, okay, if I didn't have any rules, any comparison, anyone to see me, what would I wear right now for this call? Or, uh, and for me, that's like a robe, um, <laughs> a sweatshirt. Um, but it also might be something completely different. So really choosing to be honest and say like, actually, I don't want to go out right now. I want to stay home. Like you guys go without me though. And letting that be okay, whatever your truth is, letting it be okay. It has to start with you. Nobody else is going to tell you what your truth is. And if it's okay Mm -hmm. or not, you kind of owning yourself first, other people will follow suit. And it's like, oh no, that's so her. And it becomes acceptable. So own yourself, be your own boss, even if you don't work for yourself and like lean into radical authenticity Mm -hmm. as in the small places and the big. Um, And if you're not sure if what that is, tune in, like you said, and, and really feel for yourself. Like, does this feel in alignment or out of alignment for me? I love that. Radical authenticity. This was beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Um, where can everyone find you? Get a reading, your podcasts, all of the things that you're doing. Yeah. So our website is daylunalife.com and our Instagram is at dayluna. You can also find us on our podcast, which is the dayluna human design podcast. And we have so many resources for learning about human design, whether that's, you know, the podcast, but we also have ritual kits that are personalized based on your design. And that's because some people learn best in a physical, more tangible Mm way. Um, We also have video courses to really dive in. If you're like, okay, I want to fast track this transition I'm in. We would really recommend looking at your, your videos for your type and your um, channels, things like that. And then if you're really into human design, um, we have our human design reader training, and that's not to teach you necessarily how to be a reader while, while it can, it's to learn everything there is about human design to help your clients, your friends and family, um, however you're wanting to use it. So yeah, many different offerings, daylunalife.com. You can find everything there. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, this was awesome. I loved it. I loved every second. (laughs) Thanks for having us. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.